Hello, this is Father Neil here, and welcome to the November 4th episode of the podcast Catechism with Father Neil. Today we'll be looking at numbers 2520 through 2527 of the Catechism. 2. The Battle for Purity, 2520. Baptism confers on its recipient the grace of purification from all sins, but the baptized must continue to struggle against concupiscence of the flesh and disordered desires. With God's grace he will prevail. By the virtue and gift of chastity, for chastity lets us love with upright and undivided heart. By purity of intention, which consists in seeking the true end of man, with simplicity of vision, the baptised person seeks to find and to fulfil God's will in everything. By purity of vision, external and internal, by discipline of feelings and imagination, by refusing all complicity and impure thoughts that incline us to turn aside from the path of God's commandments. Appearance arouses yearning in fools. By prayer, I thought that continence arose from one's own powers, which I did not recognise in myself. I was foolish enough not to know that no one can be continent unless you grant it, for you would surely have granted it if my inner groaning had reached your ears and I with firm faith had cast my cares on you. 25.21 Purity requires modesty, an integral part of temperance. Modesty protects the intimate centre of the person. It means refusing to unveil what should remain hidden. It is ordered to chastity, by whose sensitivity it bears witness. It guides one how to look at others and behave towards them, in conformity with the dignity of persons and their solidarity. 2522. Modesty protects the mystery of persons and their love. It encourages patience and moderation and loving relationships. It requires that the conditions for the for the definite definitive giving and commitment of a man and a woman to one another is fulfilled. Modesty is decency. It inspires one choice one's choice of clothing. It keeps silence or reserve where there is evident risk of unhealthy curiosity. It is discreet. 25.23 There is modesty of the feelings as well as of the body. It protects, for example, against the voyeuristic explorations of the human body in certain advertisements or against the solicitations of certain media that go too far in the exhibition of intimate things. Modesty inspires a way of life which makes it possible to resist the allurements of fashion and the pressures of prevailing ideologies. 25.24 The forms taken by modesty vary from one culture to another. Everywhere, however, modesty exists as an intuition of the spiritual dignity proper to man. It is born with the awakening consciousness of being a subject. Teaching modesty to children and adolescents means awakening in them respect for the human person. 25.25 Christian purity requires a purification of the social climate. It requires of the communications media that their presentations should show concern for respect and restraint. Purity of heart brings freedom from widespread eroticism and avoids entertainment inclined to voyeurism and illusion. 25.26 So-called moral permissiveness rests on an erroneous conception of human freedom. The necessary precondition for the development of true freedom is to let oneself be educated in the moral law. 
those in charge of education can reasonably be expected to give young people instruction respectful of the truth, the qualities of the heart and moral and spiritual dignity of man. 2527. The good news of Christ continually renews the life and culture of fallen man. It combats and removes the error and evil which flow from the ever-present attraction of sin. It never ceases to purify and elevate the morality of peoples. It takes the spiritual qualities and endowments of every age and nation, and with supernatural riches, it causes them to blossom, as it were, from within. It fortifies, completes, and restores them in Christ. Okay, this is the um, second half of the treatment of the, the Ninth Commandment. And here we're looking at the battle for purity. That purity is a struggle that every person has to fight for. It's a combat. And again, I don't want to get into things to say our world is worse than others, that our time is worse than others. No, each generation has to face the challenges that it has to face. Certain sins are more prevalent in certain ages. Certain sins are more prevalent in others. Certain temptations are stronger at particular times. Certain temptations at others. But God does everything with a balance. And if we're living today, we're living exactly where we should live. God created you and put you living in the 21st century because he wants you in the 21st century. There's no need to think, oh, I should have been born in the year 1400 or 1963 or whenever you think. You were born when you were meant to be born. You're living when you're meant to be living. And in our generation, as in every other generation, we need to fight for purity. We need to struggle for purity so that we can be chaste, so that we can be close to God. Again, the whole reason for this is to allow us to live close to God and to allow us to live happy and wholesome lives in this life and to find eternal life in the world to come. This is the reason for all of this. So we don't have to be afraid. But here we're invited to turn to the Lord and to take care. So in the struggle for purity, to try to, 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 to encourage modesty. And modesty is this... Um, this... Um, I suppose this thing that not to uncover what shouldn't be uncovered. Not to unveil what should remain hidden. There are certain things that people shouldn't see. And this is, um, and this is clear. It changes a little with the culture. But um, there are basically a lot of things people shouldn't see. And yet our society shows them all over the place. That you can see things that you shouldn't look at. And why shouldn't you look at them? Because they're bad for you. Because they do you harm. Not that God has decided that they're wrong. And it's not this. It's that they harm you. And so this commandment is an invitation to purity. To be pure in how we live. And yes, it is difficult. It is difficult to dress well. It is difficult to rear children. It is difficult to take care of ourselves. And yet this doesn't mean that it's impossible. It's a struggle. It is a struggle. And in the struggle, if we cleave to the Lord, if we pray, like that beautiful quotation from St. From Augustine that we heard, if we pray, we can have the gift of chastity. If we pray, if we take the help 
that is offered to us, we can do very well. And there's no need for us to be worried about anything else. So really, um, today, to, to accept this invitation of the Lord, to be close to him and to allow him to transform each one of us. So now we'll just listen to the last couple of in brief paragraphs at the end of this commandment. In brief, 25-28, everyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. 25-29, the ninth commandment warns against lust or carnal concupiscence. 25-30, the struggle against carnal lusts involves purifying the heart and practicing temperance. 25-31, purity of heart will enable us to see God. It enables us even now to see things according to God. 25-32, the purification of the heart demands prayer, the practice of chastity, purity of intention and of vision. 25-33, purity of heart requires the modesty which is patience, decency and discretion. Modesty protects the intimate centre of the person. Okay, very well. So this is the end of the ninth commandment. So we only have one commandment to, to, to go through. So we spend the next couple of days looking at that. And so tomorrow we're going to look at numbers 25, 34 through 25, 40. God bless.